three-round discussion with a 20-minute time. Introducing first from a Zoom call in Columbia, South Carolina, Matthew, aka the Unbreakable Spirit, and his opponent from a Zoom call in Atlanta, Georgia, Daniel, aka the Executioner. Take it away, Matthew. Thank you, Jesse, for that wonderful introduction. Hello, everyone. Uh, oh, it's with the Unbreakable Spirit and the Execution. And the... Unbreakable Spirit. Yeah. Topic one. Malachi Black has left AEW. Two. AEW's downfall has begun. Topic number three. There were premium live events this weekend. We're going to cover them in our final segment with the results of the prediction battle. That's topic three. We're going to start off with number one. <sighs> Sorry if I seem like I'm talking fast. We've just had a rough time recording this today. Fucking technology. But anyway, not important. Anyway, um, yes, Malachi Black has requested his release or... And been granted it, actually. And been granted it, which... Since AEW started, I honestly can't recall them actually... I mean, I can recall, like, a few times where they've actually granted someone their releases because they they don't really they, they're not really a company that honestly releases a lot of talent. Yeah, and I wouldn't count Cody and Brandy in that pile. Well okay, maybe Brandy Rose, but not Cody. Cody was working without a contract. But I will say is that um like don't get me wrong, Alistair Black is an absolute phenomenal talent. And I can honestly say that uh, him showing up in AEW was definitely unexpected. But I will say that he hasn't really done. Like, what has Alistair Black honestly done in AEW? Yeah, and honestly, I'm surprised he didn't go back to the name he was using on the Indies, Tommy End. Yeah, I, I guess he felt like he wanted to make uh, make a new legend or something. Yeah, that seems likely. I would too. I'd be like, mm, I mean, you, you could? Or just take what you've already done and just add to it. Yeah. Because Malister Black... Uh, Malister. Malister? He's never gone by that name. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Uh, bot. Uh, I will say uh, that, um, don't get me wrong, he's a hell of a talent that AEW, quite frankly, he did a lot of stuff. Good matches. Phenomenal matches. But um, I will say that with him taking some time off, I honestly respect 
the hell out of him for doing that because I know he's been doing this shit for a long time. But I'm wondering is when his contract with AEW expires in whenever many years, however long he signed, will he go to will he go back to WWE since Triple H is at the creative control? Maybe, but I'm not too sure. Because I will say, um, Alistair Black has, um, he definitely was, he definitely, you know, when I was watching AEW, the times I did, um, he's definitely, uh, he had a, honestly a really dope entrance with that really cool mask, skull mask thing. It was honestly kind of dope. What are your thoughts on all this, Matthew? My thoughts are I have no idea what is happening, and we're going to cover what I mean by that more in our next segment, which we still have some time before. We still got about Two minutes and 20 seconds. Yeah. But that's my way of telling you I already started the timer, so you don't need to remind me. Yay. For this segment, at least. Damn it. (laughs) But all jokes aside, if Malachi is going through something, we hope it gets resolved soon. I'm... I'm in... I don't know, because whatever it is, yeah, I hope he, you know, whether it's personal, professional, because with uh, all the shit that is, with all the shit that possibly is happening in there, um, I don't, you know, if he does decide to go back to WWE, or I mean, if he does decide to return to AEW, cool. Just don't do nothing with his, with the House of Black and also... If he does show up, make him an a make him a dude that's an actual threat, please. Yeah, then, and I, I asked you this before technology started being technology, but this kind of puts a halt on the House of Black storyline. Yeah, because from what I recall, in a feud with Miro. Yeah. So. And before that, weren't they doing something with the Varsity Blondes or something? Yeah. I will say, I will say, uh, Malachi, they finally got the fucking name right. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I will say is that, don't get me wrong, he is a talent AEW, you know, because Apparently, he was supposed to start a live event in Ohio, but apparently he canceled that? Yeah. For some reason? I will say, you did mention this on the previous recording that I already deleted because I thought we should start from scratch. Fair enough. You you did suggest the fact that maybe Alistair, whatever you want to call him, Hell, I'll even call him Tommy because he was Tommy End at one point. Maybe he wants to spend time with his muy caliente wife, Zelina Vega. 
Yeah, I mean, hey, for all we know is that maybe after his brief hiatus, he could be like, hey, you know what? I want to go back to where I used to work. That's now under new creative. Yeah. And this might be a bit of a stretch, especially where they are in their careers. But maybe Vega and Malachi may want to start a family now. So he's taking time away for that reason. Well, I, I mean, we could just, I mean, we I we could speculate all day, but the timer's gone off. Yeah. Uh, my final thoughts are: I hope what Malachi, you know, whether it's good, whether it's bad, uh, deals with it. And if he does go to a- return to AEW. I hope they do something with his faction. Yeah, because AEW has said that he can return when he wants. Yes. Something with his faction. And hell, maybe they add a new member, go have them be the trios champions or something, but don't have them do nothing. Yeah, I just hope they don't like parody to Tota Kai and say he's not under contract. Anyways, uh, we'll be, uh, please tell me you can hear me. Yes, sorry, my mother called. Okay, we'll be, uh, right back with topic number two. Ugh. Hello, and we are back with our topic number two, the downfall of AEW? The honeymoon period is over, ladies and gentlemen, and with some of the stuff that was yes. in the aftermath of the oh. recent all-out event, <laughs> it, Talk about... it's not looking Ugh. good. Ugh. Okay, I know we. this was an honest... I'm going to be quite honest with everyone here. We were very much considering honestly talking about that. <laughs> Yeah, Cause, cause, but, like, the honeymoon period is over. People, some people are, it seems like are starting to get disinterested in AEW. Like, if you look at recent reports, their ratings haven't been too good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will say is that um with AEW, I don't, you know, other blood and the violence. I don't really mind that. That that part doesn't really bother me. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's professional wrestling. I was kind of just like expected, but it's just like I truth be told, I feel like while Tony Khan seems like a great boss, is that he I don't really know what the I don't even know if he knows how to run a wrestling business. I that is a very valid point. Because, like, what is, like, I'm gonna, before, I'm gonna say one more thing here for now, but, um, with the shit that happened out all out, and the massive chaos that, the massive drama that is happening a lot backstage in AEW, is that, if you're running a wrestling company, you need to know how to be in charge and know how to command authority. 
Yeah, like, the most recent, like, rating report that I saw was actually Rampage's, uh, had a ratings boost pre-all out. Yeah, that, that's but great, but, yeah, that, um. That's the last thing I saw, so. I have a question. This is the last thing I'm going to say that I'm going to let you say your piece, but I feel like AEW has too big of a roster, and do you honestly believe that AEW should have a brand split with a brand a, 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 um with a, a roster for Rampage and a roster for uh, Dynamite? Probably, but that would also include like creating new titles, and those are probably very expensive. I mean, AEW has a lot of titles on it. Yeah, and, like, people have joked about, oh, the TBS championship is being defended on TNT, what's happening? Or vice versa, and, like, admittedly, that's why I don't think you should name a title after a TV channel. <laughs> yeah. Even if the first word of both, uh, both titles is Turner, whether it's the Turner Network Television Championship or the Turner <laughs> Broadcasting System Championship. What are your thoughts on um, Matthew? I am opening the floor to you. What are your thoughts with everything you've read with all the AEW backstage drama and that altercation at all out? Well, I, I will say also we didn't, we haven't actually covered this yet, but AEW is suspending superstars due to the brawl. Yeah, CM Punk suspended. The elite suspended. Yeah, which they, they were apparently the ones involved in the brawl. Yeah, but what are your thoughts with there with honestly literally everything that's going on in AEW right now? What are your thoughts? Honestly, I think you're right that it has too big a roster, but I also don't know if AEW had the two last. I'm not sure if it, I'm I'm not sure if it would have been able to sustain itself as as it did. But kudos to them for being able to to last as long as they did. But three years. Yeah, three years. But to say that I actually had sustainability I would say it's a bit of a stretch with the with the very PC era that the world is in right now I mean here's an honest question do you honestly believe that uh, besides yes AEW has signed a lot of too, too much do you think the downfall of AEW could be because they're signing a but like do you honestly think that now now that you really think about that MJF might be right that Tony Khan is signing a bunch of ex WWE too many ex WWE guys? Yes, like let's run through the list. Yeah, let's Keith Lee. Chris Jericho. John Morrison. Adam Cor Brian Jameson. Yeah. John, excuse me, Johnny Elite. Yeah, Johnny Elite. Christian Cage. 
Samoa yeah, Joe. Yeah, Samoa Joe, since Tony Khan owns Ring of Honor. Uh, John Moxley. Yeah, John Moxley. Um, the list can uh, go on and on. The reason uh, I didn't include uh, Bobby Fish is apparently he's a free agent. Adam Cole, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Um, yeah, or Swerve Strickland, as he's now called. Uh, but you get the point. Yeah. Tony, if you want this to be sustainable, give, let some of the ex-WWE guys go and sign talent that is new and fresh. The fact that two wrestling fans are having to tell you this, even though you don't listen to this podcast, <laughs> should be cause for concern. I mean, since you... Again, also not to mention, since you really also hired literally all three members of the original UE... Yeah, and, and I mentioned Bobby Fish is a free agent. He's not under AEW contracts anymore. I, 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 I will say this is a hundred, 100% a topic that will definitely... Yeah, here's, here's the best thing I can compare it to. AEW is like the NWO. It's getting too big for itself, and it is imploding because of it. There are too many egos, and it's going to bite them in the ass. Yes. And we will 100% return it. And to relate it back to the last topic, Malachi might have been right to be taking a break. I mean, I hate to mention, but, you know, this is the last thing I'm going to say before we move on to topic three, but MJF might be right to, you know, to try to, you know, get a bidding war to AEW just to stay. And also, he might be, he might have been right with the Pike Bomb promo that he cut three months ago. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, and I also want to say, MJF, glad he's back. That dude is, that dude is so good as a heel. He could just he play He was big... cheered for, like, five minutes on Dynamite, <laughs> and then he reverted back to his heel persona. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. I know we're going overboard with this, but that shit is just phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. Like, kudos to him. Yeah, all right. Anyway, we'll be back with the results of the prediction battle right after this. And we are back. And I just remembered I told him to pull out a coin flip app, but we agreed to use the pre-show match for the tiebreaker Ladies and gentlemen, is the result of the prediction battle. And unlike what we predicted, we are going in order of the event's air date. Which means we are starting with WWE Clash of the Castle, which was live from Cardiff, Wales. Yes, which I also will say, the stage looked good. Yeah, and the show was actually really good. 
Yes. Like, the UK crowd is a whole different animal. Yeah, uh, I, I will say, uh, the UK, I kind of feel bad for uh, what the people of the UK are going through today. Uh, yeah, I did, I actually saw on Ringside News, which has the Thirsty for News section, that Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth passed away. My condolences to the entirety of the UK. Yeah. But anyways. Sorry, what we had to say. Uh, that. Yeah, we're going to go in order that we predicted, as okay. per usual, and we're going to tell you who won and all that jazz. Anyways, the first match we predicted was... Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler. I, I'm going to say this here. I was, with how that match was, I was honestly expecting, from how that match was, it looked like Shayna Baszler was going, I honestly thought Shayna Baszler was going to win. Yeah, but she was astonishingly, like, your girl Liv Morgan one clean. Which I'm like, eh, I, 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 I'm honestly surprised that Shayna Baszler didn't whoop her ass even more after the match. Uh, yeah, the the second match we predicted was actually the first match of the show. Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka taking on damage Wait, look, control. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Who won the first match? Uh, Oh, right, oh right, I, right. I did. I did. Yes. Uh, damage control. No, they didn't just win. Bailey pinned the Raw Women's Champion. Yeah, for the first time in 10 months. Yeah. And Travis picked damage control, so whatever. The next match was the match. Of the night, in my opinion. And people, yes. I'm, not, I'm not putting a timer on this segment. We got two prediction battles to do. So we can talk about this as long as we want. Yeah, that match is Sheamus versus Gonta with the returning Imperium. Surprisingly. Yeah. And the way that match started was phenomenal. The ring general and the Celtic warrior were just staring at each other as their respective factions brought each other. Yeah! <laughs> and then once that match got on, that was... Uh, you're talking about the fight. Shit. Uh, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Scott to fight. That was a war. Yeah, like that is a perfect way to describe it, and the the shots from Gunther, I cringed at every one. Yeah, I will say, um, uh, I will say, uh, that match was absolutely brutal, and there were some points I honestly thought Sheamus was going. To win Sheamus, that? Sheamus did the beats of the Balrog. Over 10, mind you. 26, the most, to uh, be precise. 
Yeah. For the most, like, consecutively that the fans counted was 13. No, it was 26 total. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying, like, without going through escaping. Yeah, cool. Well, anyway, um, yeah, Seamus came very close multiple times to... Yeah. And also, can, can we just point out that Seamus was not dressed like his current character? Yeah. Also, um, Seamus, you know, even hit the Celtic Cross. Which I thought used to be called the High Cross. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that match was hard and brutal. And Walter won. Yes, Gunther takes another duh. No, but think about this, Matthew. Walter didn't just win against Sheamus. He won against a former world champion. Yeah. And it, I bet it's a face turn for Sheamus. If it wasn't, I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. Whatever. The match after that we predicted was Rollins versus Riddle. And now that I think back on it, in my opinion, this match was a little underwhelming. Hello? I, I honestly... Yeah, I honestly thought that match was underwhelming and uh, I don't think that that's the end of this rivalry. Yeah. Cause but anyways, Travis got the win for this one. Yeah, with with Seth Rollins off the top rope. Second rope. Yeah. Cause Whatever. I was... Uh, you'll say? James. Round two. Uh, yeah. The sound cut out for a little bit, but I'm guessing you were saying that you want Seamus and Gunther to have a second match? Yes, I don't care what it is. <laughs> okay, let's move on to match number five that we predicted, which was the main events of the show. Right. A war with Drew McIntyre returning for a bit with Broken Dreams. And it wasn't even the full song. Like, please bring that song back. Or that just song by Shaman's Harvest, is, Shaman's Harvest is phenomenal. Or just do a mix of both. Yeah, add the Broken Dream lyrics to his current theme for all I care. Yeah, again, that match. Was a war. And yeah. And in the end, and then right as we all thought, right when we thought McIntyre was going to become champion, the ref got pulled out of the ring, and Solo Sikoa joined the bloodline. Yeah. And then Roman Reigns hit the spear. One, two, three. Giving yeah. Travis currently three points and me only two. Now, the reason I bring that up 
is the final match we predicted was Edge and Rey Mysterio versus the Judgment Day. Yes. And by the way, I want to say good luck to anybody trying to take the title off of Roman. <laughs> yeah. Easier said than done. Oh, and something we forgot to mention in the last match. Austin Theory tried to cash in again, but Tyson Fury put a stop to that. <laughs> yep. Anyway, um, okay, uh, yeah, that match, uh, was decent from what I, from what I saw. Yeah, but that wasn't the big news of Edge versus Ray and Edge and Ray versus the Judgment Day. No, no, no. It's what happened after. No, which, by the way, Edge and Ray won. Yeah. Giving you a giving, tying the match. Yeah, tying the prediction battle. But Dominic is the first Mysterio in the history of WWE to be a heel. Yeah, and I guess is a part of Judgment Day. He is. Okay, because I will say is that um, like I will say with Dominic turning heel, I, I I am I honestly believe that maybe him being a heel could maybe help him make a legacy outside of his father. Which he'll need if he's gonna last in WWE. Yes. Cause some, cause something I am intriguingly curious on is look. I know the. I feel like this, the story with the Judgment Day is. I feel like it's gone on for a, a while. Honestly, but um, I am curious on what will happen when the day comes. That Rey Mysterio has to f*** his son. All right, I've pulled up the article for the tiebreaker, and I'm not looking at it. I'm gonna tell you where the kickoff show match was, and you make a guess, and I'll take the other one. Okay. Okay, go. The pre-show match was Madcap Moss and the Street Profits. Versus Austin Theory and Alpha Academy. I'm going to go with Austin Theory and Alpha Academy. Okay, I will take Madcap and the Street Profits. Scrolling down. And sir? Yes? You are incorrect. Fuck. Which means we, we don't have to do this podcast. In the future, you will be cutting... A promo improv on this podcast. Okay. Now we got the next show. Clock. Yes. Words and I, NXT Worlds Collide. I guess should have been worlds merging, honestly. Yeah, for real. <laughs> like they they're even hyping up NXT 2.0 as like there was two now there's one alright uh, so what are uh, some of the match read through the first match we yeah there through. were a lot of matches added to this 
Yeah, all right, go ahead. All right, so the first match we predicted was one of the two matches that was announced prior to the show. <laughs> Great job for a build-up, DedXT 2.0. Bravo! Bravo! Yeah, golf clap. Golf clap. You you plan to run a show against All Out with only two matches. And then a week Bravo. before... Solid booking, NXT. A week before you... Our sarcasm like... should be obvious. Yeah, and then a week, and then a week before the show, you had like five matches like what yeah they added literally three matches nah so what is the first match the first match we predicted was the nxt women's championship unification match which was a triple threat and it was Mandy Rose versus, and our choices were respectively mine being Mandy Rose and him being Mako Suzuki Satamura. Mako Satamura, yeah, the NXT UK women's champion. Basically, no one believed in Blair Davenport. And we were, and Matthew was right. But seriously, why, good luck to anybody now. Yeah. Seriously, all Mandy Rose. If if Mandy Rose decides to go up to the main roster again with her faction, yeah, good luck. Gigi and JC have appeared on the main roster. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Mandy Rose won, which gave Matthew the point. Which I mean, in case you people forgot. I was gonna predict when Matthew beat me to the punch. Yeah. The next and ma- then the next match, yes, was the men's unification, which was the main event. Which was Tyler Black. Tyler Black versus Braun Breaker. Hell of yeah. a match. Phenomenal match. But Braun won. Okay, next match. Join places. He's younger than both. His life. Next match. The next match was the North American Championship match. Carmelo Hayes versus Ricochet. I saw a spot online that uh, they that those two went for a springboard or something at the same time they collided into each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the end, Carmelo Hayes did pick up the W. Yeah. Because I don't see why they would have Ricochet have the North American title if he's like still going to be appearing on SmackDown and stuff like that. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time someone from the main roster has held NXT gold. Fair enough. There is Charlotte after all, but that's Charlotte. Yeah, fair. Next. 
Uh, who won this one? Uh, me. Damn. Next. The NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. Katana Chance, apparently I've been saying her name wrong the entire time. Oh, God damn it. And, and Kaden Carter <laughs> versus Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. Which are probably which are not even a team anymore, possibly. Yeah, WWE is heavily choosing their split. The match was okay. But in the end, Katana and Kaden won, which again was my pick. Hey, what is up, Balance Faithful? This is the voice of the editing Unbreakable Spirit. But you know that I misspoke during the third segment. I said the punishment for the wrong premium live event. The punishment for uh, Clash of the Castle was watching No Ho's Bards starring Hulk Hogan. And the promo, the improv promo, will be, is the one for No Collide. He will still have to do that. I just said the wrong one, and I'm gonna put that in the in here to just let you guys know. Anyways, thanks for And now, back to the episode. Okay. Well, for some reason, my co-host can't hear me, so I'm just gonna wrap this up by myself, I assume. Uh, the long and short of it is neither of us were right about this Tag Team Championship Elimination Fatal 4-Way and pretty deadly one. I picked Brayson Jensen um, and my co-host picked the Creed Brothers. Neither of us were right because a, ma- a member of the Diamond Mine betrayed them is now the unified NXT Tag Team Champions. Hopefully, we can get this all sorted out. By the and by that, I mean the technology issues. Roll that outro. Thank you for listening to Add Odds, hosted by the Unbreakable Spirit and the Executioner. Edited by the Unbreakable Spirit. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MTS underscore life underscore zero one two six. You can follow me on Instagram at DanTravis121. And you can also follow me on the Twitter at DanTheExecutioner21. And you can follow the podcast at Adults Podcast. We'll be back next week with more debates and discussion. But until then, the executioner and the unbreakable spirit will still be at odds. Thank you, losers. <laughs>